Heal the mind, you're one of a kind We tried to rhyme, now we made you smile Na 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 Disclaimer, content warning, talks of homophobia and transphobia, any anecdotes will be narrated only in third person to protect identities, research was done to maximum capacity, if we are incorrect, please let us know. So we are Heal the Mind the podcast and we are back with our episode about gender and sexuality in the occasion of Pride Month. Here we're starting off with the coming out experience. Coming out is an experience that is conditional which can happen to a person at any age possible because sexuality and gender is incredibly fluid and as age progresses of course there is difference and of thinking and difference of experiences the initial discomfort of hiding a person's identity is of course uncomfortable claustrophobic and being in the closet is something which can be disheartening uncomfortable and sometimes traumatizing based on the environment around you therefore coming out might be sometimes a necessity but of course based on safety it is conditional and something you don't have to go through as well okay um to add on to that to shock a lot of people yes coming out isn't necessary to be a part of pride you still are who you are there are a lot of people in the closet figuring out their identities a lot of people who have not yet come out a lot of people who don't want to come out that doesn't mean they're invalid right they are totally valid too and coming out doesn't have an age you can come out as a teenager an adult a 90 year old even your identity isn't tied to your age so that doesn't make a difference at all talking about coming out as a as a teen right you're also in the early stages of life and you're like discovering yourself uh i i i recently read somewhere that between the ages of 13 and 21 it's kind of like a psychosocial stage if i i'm not a psychology student so i don't know if i'm getting the terms right but it's basically the stage of life where you're like finding yourself and you're discovering more about yourself you're questioning a lot of things and it's very likely that you that you might discover something new about your sexuality that you did not know before in this phase of life and adding on to that since you're already like questioning so much the culture uh, of social media and the coming out culture on social media also heavily influences uh, a teen especially to come out you know it's almost like so there are these videos where people capture the reactions of their family and loved ones say friends or whoever uh, when they come out to them and sometimes it's great sometimes it's negative it's filled with homophobia so there are both sides to it since there are more of positive coming out experiences online teens are also more co- they're kind of coaxed into it uh, unintentionally into coming out but again i think this is a good point to reiterate that coming out is completely an individual choice not coming out does not make you invalid you're still the same amazing queer person you are and it's completely your choice you don't have to feel forced you don't have to feel like you have to do it it's not a necessity at all yep i'd like to talk about this you know the society we live in it's heteronormative so there's this automatic like sort of default in everyone's head it's like okay if you're a girl you're going to have to like a boy that's just the norm that's just what people think is going to be the case for like everyone and uh, 
for a straight person that's completely not even a problem they don't ever have to think about that they don't have to think about what's going to happen if someone they really loves a very close person does not accept who they are you know they don't have to think about that and when it comes to this society that we live in the heteronormative society that it is the majority people kind of just have power in a lot of different spheres and they have the capabilities of kind of shaping how people think in various various different ways and that's okay this is just going into representation but you know if you have if your opinions are uninformed if you're uninformed if you're misinformed if you don't have the clear idea of what something is you're going to propagate something that is completely not the case and people are going to say oh that's unnatural that's not the norm that's not what it's supposed to be like don't do that you can control it you can change it just let it go but that's not the case and i just like to say that it's not about right or wrong there is no right or wrong when it comes to something as essential as sexuality so yeah yeah talking about the heteronormative society i think that's that calls for like a straight privilege check right because like you said people who are not part of the lgbtq community they don't have the turmoil or the constant nagging thought of like am i going to be rejected by society am i going to be accepted do i have equal rights in this country that i live in because there are so many countries still that criminalize homosexuality right and there's so much of the fear of not being accepted or having to hide your true self so that's something straight people don't have to be concerned about and they really should take that into account and be aware of that privilege and also the it's not just a heteronormative society it's also a society we live in where gender is only seen in black and white as the binary we just have a guy and a girl except recently there's more clarity there's more visibility about the gray area on the on the spectrum right it's not just black and white there's a lot of gray area that is non binary and hence the name of the identity of the gender identity non binary because you don't fit in you don't feel like you're either a guy exclusively or a girl exclusively you're somewhere in between that is also an assumption a very popular assumption in the society we live in gender as a whole is a construct that is present to assign masculinity and femininity roles breaking that binary is something the queer community has done and continues doing as well as the fact that femininity and masculinity is such a binary especially in our country that breaking the gender binary is not even something considered it is something which is incredibly outside of our textbook knowledge of gender expression as well and femininity and masculinity is something which is so compulsorily heterosexual that the queer community as a whole as well breaking that gender binary is deemed as something unusual something that is all in terms queer something which is weird but it is completely okay because we literally created gender we created gender and people are breaking gender now So let's see where that goes because breaking down gender is not inherently bad as well. Yes. So as an ally, I'd 
you know one thing i know that i can do is educate myself and enable myself to just celebrate rather than stigmatize what makes an individual only more beautiful and you know being an ally also includes not outing your queer friends just don't do that you should you should know where your limits are you should know your limits and uh, a, okay a friend of mine might come out to me and just because they're my friend doesn't mean i know everything about them it's not like i know everything there is to know about them so for someone who's looking to be an ally just don't assume you know someone better than they know themselves and just hear them out and give them an opportunity to have their side of the story heard and just be supportive and don't shame them yeah and also being a supportive and good ally in simple terms also means that you use your platform and your voice for the community for the community of people who are suppressed so much and who face a lot of injustice in general in like several aspects it's it's an ally's duty to use your voice and your platform whether it's social media or whether it's in discussions amongst uh, your friends you need to advocate for them and maybe make people understand how it's actually not unnatural okay on the other side of things there are obviously people who cannot wrap their heads around this cannot accept the existence of such people you can say considering subhuman even to some extent um homophobia and transphobia is more common than you think even on the smallest levels that is intentional or unintentional starting with one very prevalent instance using gay as an insult it's like some people's chosen form of insult like why do you have to make a whole community of people feel like they're a disgrace you know that's that's exactly what homophobia is you don't just invalidate someone or make them any less human and it's not just using gay as an insult it's also other words right like for example the the f slur in this context uh, i think pavitra has a better explanation for why you shouldn't be using that yeah so if you're somebody who is not someone who has educated themselves about the f slur or the d slur which is particularly aimed towards queer women we are going to talk more about the f slur which is very popular to use against the queer community as a whole the f slur has been particularly used since the 16th century as an abusive term for women particularly old women and as homosexuality is something which is associated with being feminine in particular with gay men any term that is used to demean women was used to demean gay men like queen sissy nancy etc right so another alternative was when in public and private british schools The verb form of the F slur was used when younger boys would do favors for older boys which included sexual favors and they were called the F slur. So this was not only about just calling somebody gay or someone an insult it's also about taking power it's about showing privilege and nowadays the F slur is used in context with predatory insults with demeaning people for being feminine especially straight boys especially in our school <laughs> for being feminine um and people around us need to educate themselves on slurs 
and not use them as a whole. I completely agree. I I just want to add something to what Pavitra was saying. You know, I I just thought about something. So she said school. So how can I not diss? I have to. <laughs> so you know, I think somehow, especially when it comes to high school, when you're in high school, when you're just a teen, right? So. when you just go to high school there's just this widespread need to conform and just not be seen as someone who's different or someone who's doing if everyone else is doing this someone else is doing that and because that being different just translates into being weird in this in a lot of contexts in a lot of ways and you know it's not a compliment and a lot of people are looking at things conventionally and i think people just learns those and like creates those even and they prop they just want to propagate differences and as negatively as possible it's like us and them we can't mix with them we can mock them for sure because we have the privilege to mock them so yeah i think high school is just a lot of that and um talking about how you could support someone if they come out to you First of all, you listen to them. Don't interject, and definitely don't say "I always knew." Definitely don't do that. You can make it known that you respect them and you support them no matter what, and that you're happy that they found themselves. That's very important. And uh, yep, asking what their pronouns are, and do not out them without their consent because it's not your decision. You're no one to do that to them. It's their, it's their sexuality, and. You know you can't just be like I'm straight I won't mind if someone else goes and says I'm straight but that's just what you think ask before you do anything like that That's exactly what straight privilege is right you're not afraid of coming out but your friend who is queer is afraid so you don't get to out them and for anyone who's not familiar with the concept of outing someone it means exposing someone's sexuality or orientation in general to someone else who they have not openly come out to and coming out is a process of revealing that about yourself so if someone comes out to you you don't have their consent unless they explicitly give it to you to go and tell someone else whether it's even if the someone else you're telling it to is queer it does not mean you can do that right you need a person's consent that's it's just basic courtesy and respect especially with like the educational system of course there is binary here but of course in other countries where there is notion to be inclusive teachers do ask for pronouns But here's the catch, right? The person should be okay with using those pronouns in that setting. Do not expect somebody to use their pronouns with everybody because in particular they might not be comfortable with the people you're talking about themselves to be accepting of their identity, gender identity or sexuality. So be careful because of course pronouns are language. It is something that can be involuntary. but it is someone's identity so please keep that in check while you are talking to somebody especially if you are an ally and do not understand the experience of discovering your own sexuality or gender identity keeping that in check makes you a good ally in the first place and i just want to add how the words you use when someone when to try and show support when someone's coming out to you is actually very important 
like for example you may not be a homophobic person or you may not actually be against it but the words you use may make you come across as someone homophobic or conservative in a bad sense where you where another person does not feel comfortable coming out to you and you don't want that to be the case if you're not homophobic then you want to know what are the right things to say and i've heard of instances where someone who came out to another person uh has heard stuff like don't let it get to your head the, this is just one example of where the other person they were coming out to was not actually homophobic they were just uninformed of the subject and did not know what to say so it's important to educate yourself about knowing what to say and what's what's right what's not what's offensive what's actually supportive these are important aspects and a lot of people tend to just ne- neglect these kind of things listen to queer people on how they want to be treated listen to them acknowledge it and learn it's not hard to be an ally intellectually you don't have to plaster a pride flag in front of your instagram posts you can just accept your neighbor you can accept your brother you can accept your friend and that makes you a good ally you don't have to be a good ally by posting your story on every single day of june with each identity present you using the right pronouns you accepting that celebrities are gay trans non-binary otherwise and using it in correct context even though you don't know them that is allyship reading about it listening to other people and taking care of the queer people around you as a community as well makes you a good ally and i guess one important step towards being an ally is like most people want to be allies but i guess they're not informed much um one important thing is if you don't know ask no one would be um not willing to tell you anything yeah as long as you're not asking from with contempt or anything if you're asking because you genuinely want information because you want to learn that's totally fine the important thing is respect right as long as you're being respectful it's okay right yeah and coming to a different a rather misunderstood part about sexuality and uh, orientations in general is that most people just tend to assume that when for example in bisexuality when someone says they're bisexual people just tend to assume that they're op- they have both sexual and romantic feelings to whichever genders they have feelings for but the fact is you can have either or for example like you can be bisexual but homoromantic or like panromantic but only heterosexual or it comes in different combinations and of course it's also fluid in a lot of cases right it doesn't it's not a rigid system it's dynamic and it can change over time it can probably change uh, over the course of years when you discover more about yourself or when you feel differently uh, that's something the fluidity is also a huge factor in this sexuality and romantic expressions as sumati said don't go hand in hand and i think that is another discovery for people another layer to discover as people go on with their journey about their sexuality and the sexualization and romanticization of being queer along with being of course straight being straight is a privilege and there is romanticization of being straight but being queer is also romanticized in different ways especially with um dramas and fetishization 
but there is differentiation as well with sexual and romantic feelings which makes sense to exist because of sexualization and objectification of the queer community yeah the whole romanticization of the whole idea of being homosexual in any kind of way it's very silly and it's also very patronizing sexuality is actually very nuanced and it has multiple dimensions it's not just genetics or just biology or it's not just a psychological upbringing effect it's it's a combination of multiple factors that come into play and you realize stuff as you go on so we are going to go rounds and we are going to just reaffirm people who are in the closet who are struggling right now or who are out and proud and just want a little encouragement through pride month so mithi you want to go first i think i mean as we discussed throughout this episode we we tried to cover like multiple aspects but the major things that i would like to highlight are the fact that you don't for anyone who's in the closet you don't have to be out to be valid you are valid as you are you are loved if you want to come out only to a bunch of close friends or family or anyone who's accepting that's totally okay and for anyone who's out and proud you're kind of an idol i think it's a great thing that you're doing being out and proud because we need more of you we need to create a safer space especially in this country yeah we need to really create a safer space for people to come out and not feel like not feel threatened yep i'll just keep it short i'll say your love is valid it's totally your decision whether you want to come out when you want to come out how you want to do it it's completely up to you and i know the society is a very ugly place which kind of just dictates way too many things but at the end of the day i just want you to know that you should be yourself and there's no one better than that so yes for the people who are inside the closet metaphorically <laughs> you are okay you are accepted you are loved by people around you via social media or in your environment you can take your time to come out and you are still valid you are still you you are still making moves in your life you are still worthy of life you are so full of life so treat yourself as such don't feel like you are somebody who needs to shy away from living life simply because one aspect of your life is something that you had to keep private for so long and if you are out and if you are out and proud you are doing good work you are making spaces for people you are making moves just by existing and you are creating a rainbow filled world for us to feel safer and softer in and a softer blanket for us to land on to when we fall and you take care of us in ways that you do not know you are an influence however you are and keep being you because that's all that matters and um i'd like to add everything these three said and to all those people who aren't a part but would like to support whether you know how to support don't know how to support well you can always learn there's so much to learn i myself learned a lot of things from this episode and i'm grateful that i did so yeah there's lots of ways you can support people who are part of the lgbtq community and 
even those who are in you can you don't have to be a part to recognize homophobia and transphobia and you can't call them out you should call them out that's very important actually and to all all those who actually are homophobes and transphobes screw you stinky we don't support homophobia or transphobia never if any of you ever come across homophobia transphobia whether you experience it or you are witnessing a conversation which is very homophobic or transphobic or biphobic or any uh gay phobic you know in general talk against it raise your voice whether you are an ally whether you are part of the community we need voices to speak against it we need voices to spread the right information and make sure that the lgbtq community has a safe space wherever they live whichever country whichever state region area city building wherever they are it needs to be safe and we need people who will actually talk about it make it normalized in the sense that you're spreading the right information and it's not considered unnatural anymore and i think we're slowly heading towards that but of course we're ways off i'd like to uh, end with a note to uh, transphobes and homophobes out there heal your mind <laughs> love this <laughs> and just one one last thing your allyship is not conditional just like how queer love is not conditional okay i think that that about wraps up our episode about pride we will try to come up with another pride episode whether that means it's in the uh, pride month or not we will still try to uh, have another pride episode out um of course we'll have a lot of other episodes coming out soon as well uh stay tuned to our instagram we have a lot of pride related content there this month and we'll try to keep it up for the rest of the year of course and uh, that's about it follow heal the mind on instagram the instagram handle is heal the mind underscore podcast and stay tuned we hope you have a great day take care of yourself peace out <laughs>